refreshed and helped by it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, this is a friendly family church. Greet three or four people and then you can be seated. Let's uh, open our Bibles to Matthew, the 15th chapter, Matthew, the 15th chapter. And if you don't have a Bible with you today, you can raise your hand real high and our ushers will be glad to loan you one of ours. Uh, So if you uh, I know the scriptures will be up on the screens, but there's just some something good about turning in the Bible. So uh, if you didn't bring yours today, you can raise your hand real high and our ushers will loan you one of ours. And we just ask that you leave it on the seat when you leave so we can use it again next time. Now, Matthew, the 15th chapter in the 21st verse, Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon and behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. It's about the shortest prayer in the Bible. Lord, help me. Sometimes that's the prayer that gets the most results. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread, the children's bread, and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Now, when he called her daughter a little dog... Most people would have got offended right there and would have walked away and missed out on a miracle. Let Jesus call you whatever he wants. Amen. It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to little dogs. She said, yes, Lord, even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, oh, woman, great is your faith. Notice that great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Teaching today, titling this message, the children's bread, the children's bread. You need to realize and understand this, that healing is the children's bread. Healing belongs to the children of God. Now, he said right here in verse 26, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Now, he talked about children's bread. and We, we see that that's healing, that's, that's deliverance, uh, because he went on and delivered her, uh, her daughter. But notice he said, and throw it to the little dogs. Actually, when Jesus said little dogs, he really wasn't calling her daughter a dog 
indicating that she was ugly or something like that. Uh, you see, to the Jews, anyone that was not a Jew was outside the covenant of God, and they were referred to as dogs. So when he said that, he, he was just making the statement that, you know, to this lady that you and your daughter don't have a covenant with God. And he said, it's not good to take the children's bread and give it to someone that's not inside the covenant of God. But how many of you know God's a good God, isn't he? Jesus is good. And even though this woman nor her daughter had a covenant with God, that's why he called, called her a dog there. Yet Jesus healed her anyway, and we see that he healed her because of her faith. He said, woman, great is your faith. This woman just, that word faith means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but what, what, it, what, what it means here is that this woman, even though she didn't have a covenant with the Lord, she wouldn't take no for an answer. She knew Jesus could help her, and she continued to believe that he could help her. And that word faith just means believe. She continued to believe that Jesus could help her. She wouldn't take no for an answer. And Jesus healed her little girl. Isn't that wonderful? So even though the healing didn't belong to this lady or her child, God healed him anyway. Now here's the point. If God will heal somebody outside the covenant, how much more will he heal somebody inside the covenant? Did you get that? Healing is the children's bread. Healing belongs to children of God. The Bible says we're all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you've placed your faith in Jesus, you need to understand this, that healing belongs to you. You're a child of God and healing is the children's bread. And if God will heal somebody outside of the covenant, if he'll heal a sinner, how much more will he heal his own children? So what I want to do here is just state some some reasons to you that, and, and when I state these to you, you'll see that sickness and disease is not the will of God for anyone, and that healing belongs to his children. Healing belongs to his children. So just listen to these statements, and uh, some scriptures we'll look up, some I'll just state, but... Uh, Notice this and think about this, the original creation. Remember back in the Garden of Eden when God made man and made woman out of the side of man and the Bible says God saw everything that he made and indeed it was very good. You see, if you want to see the will of God for us, all you have to do is go back to the Garden of Eden and look at it before man sinned, before Adam and Eve sinned. Do you see any sickness or disease in God's original creation. I don't see any sickness or disease. In God's original creation. That right there. That one thing right there will tell you. That sickness and disease is not the will of God for anybody. The next thing I could mention is. Uh, Jesus said. When he was praying to the father. He said your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is. In heaven. Now, if you go into the Bible and study about heaven, I can't find anywhere in heaven that there's sickness or disease. And Jesus prayed and said that he wanted God's will to be done on earth as it is where? In heaven. So we don't see sickness or disease in heaven. 
So it's not the will of God that it be upon the earth. Let me mention a few more of these to you. The origin of sickness. I just mentioned about the original creation. We don't see sickness or disease in the Garden of Eden, in God's original creation. You need to understand the the origin of sickness, the origin of disease. It wasn't until man sinned. And through the result of that sin, sickness came in. One minister said it this way, and I I like the way he said it. He said, sickness and disease are the foul offspring of their father, the devil, and mother, sin. That's really a good statement, isn't it? You don't see sickness or disease originating with God. You see it originating when man sinned. Now, notice... In Luke the 13th chapter and the 10th verse, let's turn there, Luke the 13th chapter and the 10th verse, we'll see that sickness is a work of the devil. Sickness is a work of the devil. Notice this, Luke 13, 10 says, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years, was bent over and in could no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, He called her to him and said to her, Woman, I'm so glad to see that you're in the will of God being sick. Is that what he said? Did he say, Woman, you're just bringing so much glory to the Father being sick. is, Is that what he said? No. He said, Woman, you are what? You are loosed from your infirmity. You're loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her. Notice, he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was made straight and glorified God. See, God gets glory when people are healed by his power. He gets no glory when people are sick. He gets glory when people are healed by his power. You see that? Now notice how religion and religiosity and religious people react When people get helped by the power of God. Verse 14. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. Because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And and he said to the crowd. There are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore come and be healed on them. And not on the Sabbath day. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad that there has to be people like that? He should have been rejoicing. That this woman was helped. He's the ruler of the synagogue. He couldn't get her healed on the other six. He couldn't get her. See what religiosity does? It'll keep you bound. But see, Jesus came in there and he, he used the power of God to heal this woman. Then verse 15, then the Lord answered and said, uh, answered him and said, hypocrite. Well, I don't want the Lord calling me that. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman. Now look at this. We're talking about healing being the children's bread. So ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham whom Satan has bound. Notice God didn't bind the woman who bound her. Satan bound her. The devil bound her. Jesus said, so ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. 
And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. But the thing you need to see in verse 16 is that healing belonged to this woman. She was a daughter of Abraham. She was a Jew. She was in that covenant, you see. And healing belonged to her. Deliverance belonged to her. Satan had bound her. But Jesus came along with the power of God and loosed her. Can you say amen? Amen. You say, well, yeah, but she was a daughter of Abraham. She was a natural Jew. Look, the Bible says if we're born again, that we're, we're of the seed of Abraham. You've read that in your Bible. Spiritually speaking, spiritually speaking, you see. And then the Bible said he's not a Jew who is one outwardly. The book of Romans said we're circumcision of that in the flesh. But he's a Jew which is one inwardly where circumcision is that of the heart. Amen. Amen. So we have a covenant with God. And just like healing was the children's bread and belonged to this lady. So uh, healing is our bread belongs to us. Amen. Because we got a covenant with God. Amen. You need to know that. But you see sickness is a work of the devil. Jesus said that Satan had bound her. John 10.10, John 10.10 tells you really all you need to know right in that one verse, said the thief. Jesus said the thief. Who's the thief? That's the devil. That's Satan. The thief comes not but for to what? Steal, kill, and what? Destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy. That's what the devil does. He steals, he kills, he destroys. But I have come, Jesus said, that they might have what? Life and have it more abundantly. See, sickness does not originate with God. Sickness originated through sin. When the devil came into the garden, tempted the woman she ate, she gave her husband, he ate, they sinned, they fell. And not only was man cut off from the life of God right there, but sickness and disease entered in. But I'm so glad that God sent Jesus. Amen? And he died for us and he he obtained that he... Brought the healing power of God to us. Amen. Praise God. Well, we'll say more about that in a minute. Now, notice in Psalm 107, verse 20. Psalm 107, verse 20. Notice here. This is in the Old Testament. Psalm 107, 20. He sent God, sent his word and made him sick. Is that what the Bible says? No, the Bible says he sent his word and what? Heal them. He sent his word and healed them and what? Delivered them from their destruction. So what does the word of God do? It brings healing and deliverance, doesn't it? Amen. Amen. Praise God. And also, too, in the Old Testament, you can go there and look and see God. How many of you know he, he had several names, didn't he? And one God, he had several names. Now, you understand one God manifests in three persons, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But he had many names. Is that right? Because he does so many things so wonderfully. Jehovah Jireh means the Lord, our what? Our provider. Right? Jehovah Shammah, I believe, means the Lord is there. Anywhere you go, he's there. Is that right? And he has many what's called compound names. But one of his greatest compound names is known. He's known as Jehovah Rapha. Which means the Lord our healer. So when somebody has a name, they're known by their name. So God's name, one of his names, Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord our healer. Just look at his name and you can see that he's a healer. Amen. And then, notice in Exodus 23, 25. Let's turn there. Exodus 23, 25. 
says this. So you shall serve the Lord your God. And he'll bless, he'll bless your bread and your water. He'll bless your bread and your water. So you shall serve the Lord your God. And he will bless your bread and your water. And I will, speaking of the Lord, will take what? Sickness away from the midst of you. Is that what your Bible says? Well, healing's the children's bread. The children of the Lord serve him. And what does the Lord do? He blesses your bread and your water. And he takes sickness away from the midst of you. Now, these are in the Old Testament. But look at Hebrews 8 and 6. Look at Hebrews 8 and 6. Look at Hebrews 8 and 6. Notice what the Bible says. Hebrews 8 and 6. Notice here. Hebrews 8 and 6. How but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry. Inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant. Which was established on better promises. Now let's leave that up there for just a moment. Notice that in the Old Testament. You can read the entirety of Genesis through Malachi and you can see that God's a healer in the Old Covenant. But yet you can come into the New Covenant and you can see that the New Covenant is a better covenant than the Old Covenant. So if God was healing people in the Old Covenant, isn't it just intelligible to conclude that since the New Covenant is better than the Old, if he was healing people in the Old, he wouldn't stop healing them in the New. Is that right? So if he's healing people in the Old Testament, we see and know that he heals people in the New Testament. Amen. It's a better covenant established on better promises. Amen. The New Covenant's better than the Old. Healing belonged to them in the Old Covenant. And healing belongs to us in the New Covenant. Notice Matthew 7.11. Matthew 7.11. Matthew 7.11. Just trying to show you here that healing is the will of God. It's the will of God for everybody. And it belongs to his children. Notice here in Matthew 7, 11, If you then being evil, Jesus speaking here, being evil or being natural, natural people, you know, if you then being natural people, evil, natural people, knowing know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? See, healing is the children's bread. Healing belongs to God's children. Let me ask you a question. Now you see, you probably can't see this little baby here. Now I would pick the little baby up, but usually when I pick babies up, they start crying. So I'll just leave this little baby. Why don't you, can you stand up and show that little baby to this congregation? Look at that little baby. Now, now, do you think, now let me ask you a question. And you can stand up there side of her. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that these two would put leukemia on that little child? Or cancer? Or do you think they'd nestle a brain tumor in there to teach her something? Huh? Huh? Now, if they wouldn't do that, now, now I think it would be, I think it would insult them if I actually stood up here and said, you know what, I think if Brian got mad at, at, at his, his child here, that he'd put a brain tumor in there. 
I'd expect them to get offended at that and leave. Couldn't blame them. Amen? But you know people say that about God all the time. Well, God just puts sickness on that person to teach them something. Now that's just... I don't know how any other way... That's just stupid, isn't it? Well, you know now if this little child... As this little child grows and, and she does something wrong... Do you think that they're going to take cancer and nestle it in her body to try to teach her something? No, they're going to teach her with their word. Is that right? See, God doesn't put sickness on somebody to teach him something. He teaches people with his word. Amen. Not with sickness and disease. Do you understand that? Do you think if they put sickness on this little child that they'd get any glory out of that? Or do you think it would bring them heartache? Heartache. Well, see, we just think like that about natural people. How much more? God's a whole lot greater than all of us. Is that right? Why would he do that? Let's don't blame God for things he's not guilty of. You can sit down. We need to point the finger where the finger belongs. Point it at the devil. He's the one that comes to steal and kill and destroy. But the power of God is here. Amen. And healing belongs to us. The Bible says every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above, comes from the Father. Amen. Now let me ask you, is there anybody in here today that you think sickness is a good thing? Is there anybody in here you want to be sick? You want to be well, don't you? Amen. Well, God doesn't put sickness on people because it's not good. He brings healing. Amen. And then we could go on and talk about the body of Christ. Doesn't the Bible say we as Christians are members of the body of Christ? Doesn't the Bible say that? Now, when Jesus was here on the earth, do you see sickness in his body anywhere? No. The only time you see sickness in Jesus' body is when he hung on the cross, he bore our sins, and at the same time, the Bible says that that the sickness and disease of all mankind was laid upon him, and he bore not only our sins, but he bore our sickness and disease, and the Bible says that with his stripes, we are what? We're healed. See, they had healing in the Old Covenant, And that was before Jesus bore our sickness and disease. Why is healing more available to us even in the new covenant? Because we live on this side of the cross. Jesus has paid the price. He has bore our sickness. He has bore our disease. And, And the Bible says with his stripes we're what? We're healed. He bore sickness. He bore disease. And and when we as his children allow sickness in our body, it's really a miscarriage of justice. He's already paid the price. Is that right? We need to understand that. We are the bride of Christ, the Bible says. Now, this woman here, You can stand up and and I'll show you this is my bride. Isn't she pretty? And, And you know what? There's no way in the world that I would ever want sickness or disease in this lady's body. I mean, I would do everything within my power, both both spiritually and naturally. With the word of God, with the power of God, with doctors, hospitals, medicines. I would do everything within my power to get sickness and disease out of her body. She's my bride. Why would I want her to be sick? 
Well, why wouldn't that be foolishness, wouldn't it? Well, why would Jesus want the church, his bride, to be sick? We need to get a revelation of that. He wouldn't, would he? No, not at all. Not at all. So we're the bride of Christ. He doesn't want our, he doesn't want us to be sick. The body, the Bible says that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Have you read that in the Word of God? And if you look in the Old Testament and you study in the Old Testament, sickness actually defiled the temple. God didn't want sickness in the temple in the Old Testament. Well, we're living in in a better covenant. If he didn't want sickness in the temple there, would you agree he doesn't want sickness and disease in our bodies? Amen. Amen. And then we could go on and on and on. The Bible says we're to present our bodies a a living sacrifice unto God. Have you ever read that in the Bible? In the Old Testament, the Bible says it, it was not acceptable to God for a sacrifice to have sickness in it. Well, if it wasn't acceptable in the Old Covenant, it's not acceptable in the New Covenant. Now, if you're here today and you've got sickness or disease in your body, I'm not telling you that you're not acceptable to God. What I'm telling you is you don't have to stay sick. If you're here today and you have sickness and disease in your body, I'm not in any way putting you down. I've been sick before. But we need to understand that we have rights and privileges and healing is the children's bread. And if anybody here is sick in mind or body today, you can be healed. Healing belongs to you. Amen. Amen. So don't feel badly if you're, if you're here today and, and you're sick and we're, and think I'm putting you down and saying you're not accepted. I'm not saying that. I'm just, I've got good news for you. You don't have to stay sick. Amen. How many of you know good news to somebody that's sick is that they don't have to be sick? Amen. Amen? And then the Bible says, you can read this in the book of Revelation, that through the blood of Jesus, we've been made kings and priests unto God. You could read that in the book of Revelation. You can look in the Old Testament and see that it was not acceptable to God for priests to have sickness in their bodies. So, so we have sickness in our bodies. It's not acceptable to God. He doesn't want us to put up with sickness or disease. If you're here today and you've learned to live with pain, you've learned to live with sickness, you've learned to live with disease, I've got good news for you. You don't have to go another day sick. Amen? Amen. It's not acceptable to God for you to live with pain. He doesn't want you as his children living with pain. He wants you to live to live uh, 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 free of that. Glory to God. Amen. The Bible says that he desires above all things that we would prosper and be in health. Amen? Amen. And then you can look at the ministry of Jesus. And in the ministry of Jesus, you see the will of God the Father for all people for all time. And notice in Matthew 8, verse 2. Go there if you would. Go to Matthew 8, verse 2. It says, Behold, the leper came and worshipped him. Matthew 8, 2. Behold, the leper came and worshipped him. Jesus, you know, saying, Lord... If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying, I'll have to think about it. I'll have to to check with the board of elders to see what they think about it. Huh? I'll have to check with the deacon's wives to see what they think about it. Is that what, is that what, no? He said, I am what? I am willing be cleansed immediately his leprosy was cleansed 
You see the will of God right there. Jesus didn't even have to think about it. He didn't even have to stoop down on the ground and pray about it. When the the leper asked him, he just that quick, he said, I am willing to be cleansed. That's the will of God for all men, for all time, that we be healed. Amen? And Jesus died on that cross and bore such, I mean, he bore such an awesome penalty for our sin. But you need to realize at the same time he bore that penalty for our sin, he also bore that penalty for our, for our sickness and disease. And he bore in his body, as I said a moment ago, all sickness and all disease. That's one reason he was unrecognizable as a man. Can you imagine all sickness and all disease laid on him in one place at one time for all mankind? And he bore it so you and I could be free. And with his stripes, the Bible says, we're what? We're healed. Look at Acts 10.38. Acts 10.38 probably sums this message up here today as much as anything else. Look at Acts 10.38. Notice this. And it says how God anointed, or we could say empowered. That's God the Father anointed or empowered Jesus of Nazareth. That's the Son of God. With the Holy Spirit. You see the Trinity right there, don't you? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. How God the Father empowered or anointed the Son Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with what? With what? With power. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Don't you see the will of God right there for all men for all time? You see, God is the good one. He's empowering Jesus with the Holy Spirit, with power, going about doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil. The devil's the bad one. God's the good one. The devil's the bad one. That sums it up right there, doesn't it? Then somebody would say, well, yeah, but pastor, wait just a minute. Healing is passed away. It, It died out with the last apostle. Now I'll give you $500,000. All of a sudden, everybody looked at me. My wife gets nervous. If you can prove to me that healing died out with the last apostle, that's just an argument of men with no basis in truth. Because you can go back into church history and you can see That after the last apostle died, those early church fathers, after the last apostle, after John died, that there's still documented healings and miracles long, long after the last apostle died. All the way down through the centuries, there's been legitimate documentation that people have been healed by the power of God. And even in this ministry... Over the last many, many years that we've been in existence. And I say this to the glory of God. But we've, we've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people healed. Over the last 16 years. By the power of God. People healed of cancer. People healed of fibromyalgia. People healed of Crohn's disease. People healed of anorexia. Lumps and bumps vanish with the power of God. Now, I can't heal anybody. Say amen. amen. And I hadn't got everybody healed. But you know, I'm in good company. Jesus didn't get everybody healed. <gasps> well, read it. You can read, can't you? 
You go over there when he went into his hometown. The Bible said there he could do. Didn't say he wouldn't do. Said there he could do. No mighty work. And he marveled at their what? Unbelief. The Bible said he laid his hands on a few with minor ailments. And he got, he, he got them healed evidently. But he couldn't do any mighty work in his hometown. They didn't believe on it. They didn't receive him. When he got up to preach there the first time, they got so upset with what he said that they got up a lynch mob and run him out to the brow of the hill and tried to kill him. See, if you want to tap into the power of God, you're going to have to believe. You're going to have to believe that it's his will. See, if you don't believe it's his will to heal you, then you're, you're stymied. You're done. That's why I'm teaching this today to show you it's the will of God for all to be well. And for you to, to, to tap into that, you just have to believe it. That's how you receive the power of God. You believe it. Not with your head, but with your heart. You sell out to it. Amen? And you can look in the, in, in the book of 1 Corinthians sometime and you can see that healing is one of the nine gifts of the Spirit for the church today. Amen? Praise God. So I shared all of this with you to simply show you that healing is the children's bread and it belongs to every child of God. And all you have to do is to receive what God has already given you and what belongs to you. And you do that by believing or having faith. Amen. And we see that Jesus went around and he laid hands on many people and prayed for them, didn't he? And he got so many healed. He got so many healed. Did he get everyone healed? No, he didn't. But he got so many healed. And if you look at Mark the 16th chapter, and we'll close right here. Mark the 16th chapter in the 17th verse. These signs will follow those who believe. These signs will follow those who believe. Now you understand, no man, boy, woman, man, woman, boy or girl can heal anybody. Do you understand that? Do you understand all those healing evangelists of yesteryear couldn't heal anybody? Do you understand that? Say amen. Amen. It's not the person. It's the power of God. Now the power of God flows through people and heals. but, 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 But God's the healer. This always throws people off. But Jesus in his earthly ministry couldn't heal anybody in and of himself. Do you understand that? We just read it. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good and healing. In and of his... You see, the Bible says that he laid down not his possession of deity, but his expression of it. And he became a man just like you or me. And it wasn't until he was empowered by the Holy Ghost that he could heal anybody. And for people to be healed, they had to believe what he was saying. Are you okay with that? You all right? Are you okay? Did that throw you off there? Didn't Jesus need to be empowered? Amen. And that same power is available to us today. Now, Jesus had that power without measure. Now, we have it in measure, but we have it nonetheless. Amen. And let's just take a hold of what, what we do have and flow with it. Hallelujah. Now notice here, and these signs will follow those who believe. How many believers do I have in here today? In my name, notice it's in the name of Jesus. 
It's not in my name or, or in your name or in the name of the church or the name of a denomination. It's in the name of Jesus. Say, in the name of Jesus. So he said, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. Well, praise God. They'll speak with new tongues. That has to do with the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They'll take up serpents. Now, that has nothing to do with snake handling. Say amen. If you bring a snake in here, I already told you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a heart garden hoe and have my wife kill it. Amen. No, that's not snake handling. You know what that has to do with? That has to do. Remember Paul when he gathered those sticks and they threw them down on the fire and a snake came out and bit him, poisonous snake, and, and he shook it off. Amen. He was doing the work of God and he shook it off and he suffered no harm. That has nothing to do with handling snakes. That has to do with we've got authority and power over the devil. Amen. If they drink anything deadly, it'll by no means hurt them. Now, you don't drink poison to prove that you're a believer. Now, you might drink poison to prove you're stupid. What does that have to do with? We have no precedent in the Bible where anybody was ever asked to drink something deadly to prove they were a believer. If you eat or drink something that's poisonous, I believe accidentally, if you serve God, that's, the Bible says He blesses our bread and water and takes sickness from our midst. Amen? Amen. So pray over your food before you go in somewhere to eat. Serve God and it's blessed and sanctified. And if you get a hold of something deadly, then I believe you'll be fine. Amen? Amen. Much we could say about it, but nonetheless, let's look at this. It it says it'll by no means hurt them. And this is the part I want to get to. They, who's the they? The believer will do what? Lay hands on the sick and they will recover. The believer will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now we've been doing this for years and years and years and years and we've got results. Amen. And that word recover, see, let me just say this real quick. There's a difference between a healing and a miracle. A healing is something that the power of God is released and it takes a little bit of time for the power of God to work. Now, a miracle is something that usually happens right on the spot. Thank God for it. We've had both happen in this ministry. Amen. See, now, if somebody's blind, you'd need a miracle, wouldn't you? Healing power wouldn't do it. you need a miracle. Somebody was crippled, healing power really wouldn't do that. You'd need a miracle. Is that right? But there again, whether it's healing or whether it's miracles, we leave that up to God. We just flow with the Spirit of God and be open. And and the Bible says, Jesus said, all things are possible to him that believe. How many believers do I have in here today? Amen. Well, you're a believer. I'm a believer. The Bible says, believer, lay hands on the sick and they'll what? They'll what? They'll recover, which is a process. Now, it could happen instantaneously. could be a process. But I tell you what, I'd take either one. How about you? Amen. Stand with me if you would. Praise God. All right. Now. Here's what we're going to do today. Haven't done this for a while, but we're going to make it available. I believe the Lord wants us to make it available. Praise God. First of all, and, and, and the altar workers don't have to come up right, right this minute, but in just a few minutes, because we're not going to take a long time with this. But in a few minutes when we dismiss the service... If you're here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you've never repented of your sins and placed your faith in Him, you need to do that before you leave here today. 
and get born again. So don't leave here today unless you've made Jesus the Lord of your life. How can I do that? When we dismiss, you walk forward, you ask one of these people that'll be up here to pray with you and they'll lead you into a relationship with the Lord Jesus. If you're here today and you hadn't been living for the Lord like you should, you can repent and get back right with him just that quick. You come up as well and these people will pray with you and and you can get yourself back right with the Lord. If you want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit or you just need somebody to talk to, that's what these people are also up here to do, just to be there for you, to pray with you, talk with you. But right now, right before we we dismiss the service. Like I said, I haven't done this in a while, but it just seemed like the Lord wanted me to do this today is to pray for anybody here today that needs healing in their body to pray for anyone here today that needs healing in their body. You've seen from the scripture that healing belongs to us. That healing belongs to us. Healing is the children's bread. God wants us well. And so I believe we can act on that scripture where Jesus said the believer will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And we'll do that here this morning that anyone that wants prayer, you can come forward. My wife and I will just lay our hands on you. There'll be nothing dramatic, nothing crazy or dramatic. We're just going to act on that scripture. Just lay, we'll lay our hands upon you. We'll release the power of God. If you believe and receive, then the power of God will go into you and it'll bring about healing in your body. So if you need prayer for healing, come on forward right now. Just come right on. If you need prayer, come right on and just line up here in the front. If you need healing in your body, just come right on. Come, Don't be bashful. We're not going to do anything outlandish. We're not going to do anything to embarrass anybody. We're not going to do anything to be dramatic or wild or anything like that. All we're going to do is just do what the Bible says. We're going to lay hands on you. We're just lay our hand on your shoulder or grab you by the hand or something like that. Nothing crazy or dramatic. And we're going to release the power of God. And if you'll believe, and you see there's, there's two sides of this. There's my side of it to release the power of God. There's your side of it to believe that you receive it. Just accept, just accept, accept the power of God as we lay our hands upon you based on the scripture. Amen. Now for those of you who didn't come, that's fine. I need you in agreement with me out there. So stretch your hands forward. Just as a sign that you're in agreement with us, stretch your hands forward and, uh, and, and, and by doing that, we'll know you're in agreement. And the Bible says there's power in agreement. Amen. Praise God. Now, when I come to you, I lay my hands on you, release the power of God. You just believe you receive and I believe it'll be done. All right. Give me your hands, dear sister. In the name of the Lord Jesus, right now, I release the power of God. Be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Now right now, I release the power of God. Be healed in Jesus' name. Are you up for you or the baby? You Okay, well right now, I release the healing power of God. Be healed in Jesus' name. Right now, I release the healing power of God. Be healed in... In Jesus' name. Right now I release the healing power of God. Be healed in Jesus' name. Right now I release the healing power of God. Be healed in Jesus' name. Right now I release the healing power of God. Be healed in Jesus' name. Right now I release the healing power of God. Be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus, the head of the church. Right now I release the healing power of God. 
be healed in the name of Jesus. Right now I release the healing power of God. Be healed in the mighty and the precious name of the Lord Jesus, the head of the church. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, right now I release the healing power of God. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Sickness and disease can't stand in the presence of Almighty God. Be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the head of the church, I release the healing power of God right now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Right now I release the healing power of God to you. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Right now in the name of the Lord Jesus, the head of the church, I release the healing power of God. Be healed in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the head of the church, I release the healing power of God. Be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Well, say these people are healed by the power of God. Now, it's just that simple. Amen. Just that simple. Oh, did we miss someone? Did I leave too soon? I'm sorry. Praise God. Stretch your hands towards him. I didn't see him up here. I apologize. Hallelujah. Amen. Which, which side is it? All right. Stretch your hands over here now. Amen. Praise God. Praise God forevermore. Amen. 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 In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I release the healing power of God into this ear. You be healed in Jesus' name. That which is hindered, depart and be gone. The healing power of God be released. Be healed and whole. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise God. Be healed and whole. In Jesus' name. Say Tom's ear is healed. It's healed by the power of God. Amen. Now see all we did was an act on the word of God. There was nothing dramatic or, or outlandish. And the healing power of God went forth. Amen. Praise God. Well, greet three or four people, love on them, and we'll see you next time. Amen.